Hi guys, welcome back to the Big Girl Things podcast. It's Laura here, and today's topic is the five love languages. Do you ever feel like you can't understand your partner, or even that they can't understand you? One of our biggest challenges that we face when it comes to relationships is communicating our love. We all want to show our loved ones we care, yet so many of us struggle to do this in a way that truly speaks truly from our hearts. So in today's podcast, we've decided that we're going to be reflecting on Dr. Gary Chapman's work, The Five Love Languages. Um, I hope some of you are familiar with this book. I'm personally a massive, massive fan <laughs> of this book, and I really found love with it. And today we really want to discuss um, how this concept has helped us take the guesswork out of our relationships. Thanks so much, Laura. And like you said, it's such an interesting topic, isn't it? Um, it's something that we've embedded into both of our relationships um, with our loved ones and friends and family. So it would be really good to to um, to discuss this in today's podcast. I think it's really worth um, mentioning, I guess, going through the five languages that Dr. Chapman has um has identified, and these ones include words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So we might provide a bit of a, an overview of these love languages just to help our listeners understand what we're talking about and how these might be relevant to them in their relationships. That sounds wonderful. Okay, so um, I guess when we're talking about words of affirmation, that's expressing love through praise or appreciation and this could be complimenting our loved one or and just being really specific about something that they're doing well. When we talk about acts of service, this means focusing on specific and thoughtful acts that show your partner you care. These can be things like putting the dishes away, babysitting a friend's little one, organising a family dinner or checking off your loved one's to-do list. When we talk about quality time, that's giving our loved ones our undivided attention. So no televisions, no phones or any other distractions. If this is your partner's primary love language, they just want to be included during this time. They want to be the centre of your attention and they want their partners um, to look them and at them and them only. Physical touch, this is for people um, that, I guess, Aside from sex, um, those who have physical <laughs> touch as their primary love language, uh, they like um, showing physical affection away, like holding their hands, touching their arm or giving them a massage at the end of the day. And receiving gifts is the last one. So this isn't just materialistic. This can be a meaningful thought or gift that makes your partner feel loved and appreciated. Thank you so much for going through that. I, I feel like the physical touch bit, it doesn't matter how old you get, you always <laughs> get going. You be like, absolutely. this is not just sex. You're not just... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, the, I think like me personally, the first time I heard of the five love languages, I was kind of like, in a bit of a rut, I just had just mm -hmm. broken up with my um, my ex of four years, mm -hmm. and back then I thought that he was the one. He was the one I was going to get married to. I thought I had everything figured out until it all broke down, and I realized that I didn't know anything. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was when I was into my self help books. I was reading a lot, and the five languages popped up. Yeah. So back then, I feel. Like my my main ones identified were um, physical touch, mm -hmm. and the second a uh, close second was words of affirmation. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like 
it's so different now though. What about you, Tamika? Yeah, um, interesting you say that. So I identified um, the love languages concept by Dr. Gary Chapman. And it was a few years ago. I think it was, might have been a little while after my breakup and it made me reflect on why my previous relationship didn't work. Oh, wow. So, yeah, which was really insightful. So I identified mine as words of affirmation mm-hmm. and physical touch. Okay. Um and these are really important. And I was saying before that sometimes these, uh, sometimes I second guess these. I'm like, oh, is this still relevant? Um, but thinking back, I think it was an important question that you said before, before we aired, was um, when do you, when don't you feel love? Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think that's when I'm not receiving these things. So that was really, really important for me to reflect on. So, um, yeah, how how do you show your love language, Laura? So yours is definitely. Um, uh, physical touch and quality time. Sorry, uh, phys- quality time first. Now, yeah, uh, and then physical touch, of course, the second. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you? Uh, how would you describe that? In and how did you know that these were your love languages? I actually didn't pick up on the change because um, when I first met um, Pat, we it started off with I still thought my love languages were physical touch and words of affirmation, mm. um, and then as we grew together, um, I. Th- Think that he he actually brought this up. I asked him the other day, "Hey, hey, do you, what do you think my love languages are?" And he said, "Actually, I think it's quality time and physical touch." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, wow! I never thought of it that way." Mm-hmm. Then, as I was writing um, notes for the podcast, I kind of pondered upon um, what were the best times in our relationship that made me the happiest, made mm. me. Um, most fulfilled and I wrote down times like when we went to the beach together and we was just chilled and we wow. cuddled um it was times where it was raining and we were indoors and we just spent time together mm-hmm. or when we or during our first date where we had a straight date for a good 24 hours we just had so, so much to talk about yeah okay and those are the times that made me really really happy so I'm like hey actually it's it actually shows in how I receive love yeah absolutely and for my like going back on my experience of how I knew that these were my love languages I was just reflecting on as well as the question that you asked before was when do you feel the most love and joy and honestly as soon as I walk through the door I need to hug Matt I need (laughs) I need him close to me um and luckily he's the same otherwise that would be (laughs) a disaster Um, and even in the car if we're going on road trips you know, we're holding hands or his that's his hand is on my lap or vice versa. So um, that's really interesting. And even the words of affirmation, I did challenge this a bit before, which is really worth and I'm happy to share, was I wondered if words of affirmation was valid mm-hmm. um, just because I was thinking when I did identify words of affirmation was my love language, it was a few years ago where I felt like I was still doing some work on myself in terms mm-hmm. of my, um, I guess, my self-worth and uh, and uh, I guess you know seeking approval from others so I yeah. wondered if words of affirmation was something in disguise that hadn't been addressed if that makes sense yeah it's 100% I think I feel exactly the same way because back in uh, previously when it was physical touch and words of affirmation you know I thought that if you said I was doing a good job, if I, you told me I was pretty, I looked cute, or, you know, things like that. I was doing, you know, I made you feel loved. Mm. I thought that that fueled 
fueled me. Mm. But then now reflecting on that, I think I just really, I couldn't, it's different in a different headspace yeah. where I didn't know how to validate myself and hence that was the only validation I knew. Exactly. Yeah, it makes sense though, doesn't it? Um, but something that you uh, spoke about before, Laura, was, you know, bringing your love languages in to the workplace. Um, and to provide context to people, that doesn't mean like, you know, you're loving people through, um, you know, hugs yeah, okay. and, and, that, and kissing <laughs> and that sort of thing in the workplace. It just means yeah. um, let's put it into context. So if it were words of affirmation, telling someone that, they, they're doing a good job or they're telling us we're doing a good job about something. If it's if we're thinking about physical touch, it could be, you know, some people might like high fives or a pat on the back if it's appropriate in your workplace, of course. Yeah. Um, and acts of service, I don't know, doing a, an errand or a task mm-hmm. of someone's to-do list, so those sort of things. But when I think about words of affirmation as well, I, I actually feel joy and I feel more mo- motivated, like what you were saying mm-hmm. um, earlier is when someone is really specific about something that I did well because mm. it, it wouldn't be purposeful and I wouldn't fill my cup up if it's just like, oh, good job to make it at the end of the day and it's not, you know, thinking like, well, I had a shit day. I know I did a crap job and you're telling me I did a good job. That's not going to fill my cup up. Yeah. But if it was, oh, to make you did a really good job of writing that report or the way that, um, you know, you handled the situation, that would really fill my cup up because it was purposeful and, and meaningful. Yeah, that's mm. that's great. I think in the beginning as well, something that I struggled with was um, identifying what my love language was mm-hmm. or what my primary was. Especially, I felt like, you know, I, you know, if I didn't have one of these five, then it wouldn't be complete. You know, yeah. you'd have to have the gifts on Valentine's Day. What would be Valentine's Day without a gift? Yeah, or yeah. like a birthday. Like you know, would that make me feel any less? Or if you didn't. You know, if you didn't compliment me every now and then, you know, how would mm. I feel? Physical touch, I couldn't give that up. Mm. <laughs> couldn't yeah. give up quality time. Um, so I had, a, I had a, um, a tougher time going through that. Um, sorry, figuring that out. But I think what really helped was to, when I was trying to figure uh, Pat's love language out, mm-hmm. that gave me insights to my own mm. as well. Yeah. So I think um, Gary mentioned this um, in his book that in order to figure out what your partner's love language is do this little experiment mm-hmm. he said um pick one of the love languages and do it for a week straight mm-hmm. don't let them know that you're doing it yeah. and just kind of like note down what their reactions are yeah. maybe let's say um you know maybe if he usually picks up the groceries or you know he usually um picks the kids up or cooks dinner, I don't know, do mm-hmm. something that he would do or do something nice for them as an extra service mm-hmm. kind of thing, like pamper them, um, bring them a water, a cup of tea when they come home, things yeah. like that. Try the extra service for a week, yeah. write down how he's reacted. Mm-hmm. Um, the next week, try words of affirmation. Every time he's done something well, mm-hmm. um, tell him, I really appreciate how hard you work for this family. Um, write down his reactions and things like that. And you will, he said, you will know. Absolutely. <laughs> when you hit Jack Fogg and someone's yeah. love language, they will just light up they you know like it's almost like they had a new lease on life Mm -hmm. do you feel comfortable in sharing your uh, Pat's uh, love language yeah yeah Yeah. so his previously when we first met he had no idea what the love languages were he was like and and what what was the x of what (laughs) it took a good three four months to get it into him um but in the beginning i believe it was acts of service first Mm -hmm. um and of course second was words of affirmation Mm -hmm. 
Mm, and then as we've grown as a couple, his his primary now is actually quality time, and his second, which is really surprising for the both of us, is physical touch. Yeah, well, he mentioned that um, he never grew up with a, a family that was very touchy feely, mm. so he was almost scared. He didn't know how to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've never thought that someone would be scared of physical touch, especially with their significant other. I'm like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna stab you. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, it's so interesting because it's the same as words of affirmation. This wasn't, I don't. This wasn't my experience as such as a, a child growing up because I, I give my mum many things. She would like she always, you know, gave me praise and that sort of thing, which um, which I'm very grateful for. But I was um, I was listening to one of Gary's podcasts the other um, the other week, and he was talking about um, how if a child doesn't grow up with with praise, and it's the same thing as uh, physical touch then they're not used to receiving compliments or, mm. you know, they don't know how to take that on. So it's around um, – and, and that could be absolutely their, their love language, you know what I mean? So that's really hard. It's about doing that work with your love lang- uh, with your, your lover to understand their, their love language. And that's something it sounds like that you and, and Pat are doing really well. Of Now he's really comfortable, obviously, with you in expressing that and receiving physical touch, uh, which is something that he wasn't always – comfortable doing so that's mm. that's really amazing no and how have you and Matt like learned each other's love language did you actually say hey what's yours what's mine <laughs> this is really interesting it's kind of funny so when Matt and I first um started dating no it was actually before we started dating so um we we're friends for a little bit and he was reflecting on um a relationship that he had and I like I'm like I love having deep conversations, so it was it was awesome to have this conversation. I actually introduced him to uh, Gary's work on the love languages, and he was fascinated. Like following, you know, our catch ups, I'd, I'd send him um, like links and, and things to look up, and you know, trying I was trying reflecting on why our relationships hadn't worked in the past, and and that's how he identified. You know, he wasn't receiving love in the way that he needed it, um, and in turn, he like that's you know, why he got himself into a rocky relationship. And as we do, because if we're not aware of our, you know, our loved one's love language, then it's like what we're speaking about before, where we're hitting our heads against a brick wall. Um, I would just want to um, switch over just for one second. Gary was talking about um, a situation when he first discovered the love languages um, or started doing the work and the research on it. How it came about was he had he was doing a counselling session with one of um, his clients and a, a lady come in and she said she was having some issues with her partner and she was talking about, oh, he does everything for me. Like he, he mows the lawns, he brings the groceries in, um, he, you know, tells me I look great, you know, all these great things. And Gary was thinking, what are you here for? Like your relationship's perfect. But she's like, but we don't spend, like we don't spend any quality time together. Like, oh, my God, that was me in the beginning of the relationship. Like, how crazy is that? <laughs> like, because on the outside of it, yeah. and it's the same as, like, we think that sometimes we, we uh, perceive our, our friends in their relationships, oh, they look so great and mm. so happy, like, what a perfect partner. Yeah. But if they're not speaking the deeper love languages, what, what they, you know, truly need, it's, it's absolutely not going to be a healthy relationship. So through that work, Gary was really fascinated and, you know, that's when he went on to pursue the love languages and, and doing all that um, research into it. But it's so interesting because people don't understand. They, 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 
bang their heads, like I said, against a, a brick wall trying to figure out what is actually going on here. Um, but it's the same thing is if you're speaking to someone from a different country and they don't understand your same language, you are, you are not able to communicate um, anything between each other. It's the same as love. We are not able to receive love if we're not speaking the same language. So it's so important to do that work. Um, so for going back, I went on a bit of a tangent then, but for Matt to, I, I guess, Matt sort of do started doing the work on himself and he was doing the same reflection of, okay, when didn't I feel love? Why didn't these things work? And this is what I need. So we actually established that right at the start of our relationship. And I like, I'll probably give it um, that, that I think that's why our relationship is, is really positive because we identified that from the start. I'm not saying it's just that, but I'll, um, you know, I take my hat off to Gary for his work because that, and I'm very grateful for it because I think, us in you know understanding each other's love language and communicating that has really helped our relationship blossom and it's something that I've never had before so it's huge yeah oh that's so great that's yeah. so good to hear yeah yeah you know sometimes people take years to figure this out like for example yeah Gary's got so many examples as mm -hmm. well I think we're really fortunate to have like read his book stumbled upon it and you know have partners who are open to actually doing it with us and putting work in into the relationship absolutely mm. yeah there's so many um you know so many couples just feel like they're housemates you know they're like they're living together they're like they get along and fine but they're not feeling love so. I think there was one point in my uh, previous relationship where I told my ex-partner I said I feel like furniture mm. <laughs> you know? mm. I didn't feel like we coexist but like you there's no like for example like my my thing was quality time I didn't mm -hmm. realize so whenever he was just around for for him he was like no but I'm here but we spend a lot of time together mm -hmm. and for me it was like no we don't mm -hmm. you know so it was a, a massive miscommunication as well yeah. yeah oh wow there you go yeah um let's see and I feel like there's so much to talk about this is we've just come such a such a long way in like from relationship to relationship. I don't know if everyone feels this way, but I feel like everyone I leap, every different relationship I have, like I not, I figure out a different part of me. Mm -hmm. Instead mm -hmm. of just dating someone new, like I kind of evolve as well. And one of the love languages has just constantly um, surprised me. Mm -hmm. of like, you know, I, th I thought that I would be stagnant in one single type. Yeah, yeah. And then to, to just ask someone else and be like no actually I think this is your love language is something else now mm -hmm. like, oh wow mm -hmm. you know and to be expecting um the same I think like to be expecting the same of your partner that to assume that they'll always be a certain way that's right right yeah. now now I'm doing the groceries now I'm doing this I'm mm -hmm. cleaning up for you mm -hmm. aren't you happy like mm -hmm. what's wrong mm -hmm. and I'm taking that really personally mm -hmm. um thing that can be very detrimental as well yeah and it's exactly what we were talking about before Laura is when we are and just because Matt and I are doing really well in our relationship now that doesn't mean that we're not going to fall into um you know conflict because that's an absolutely normal part of all relationships mm -hmm. but I think once we get into that situation once we all experience conflict within our relationships yeah. I think it's about doing that work and, and just re-assessing 
your love languages and okay what aren't we showing here or you know what aren't we doing here and how are we communicating our love language um but i think what's really important especially for people who aren't aware of the love languages or you know um as an individual you're trying to uh i guess maybe try and do some repair work within your relationship and the other person doesn't know their own relationship i don't think it's worth trying to make them love you or learn their your love language i think it's really important for for us to to try and learn theirs and i think along the way Mm. that's that's going to help them so for instance like what we were talking about before laura is if things are a bit rocky okay and you do your um you know you do your week trial and you figure out okay what do we think and you work out what your partner's love language is you start doing these things and how interesting it will be to hear their response to, oh, gosh, like I'm actually feeling love now and I might, you know, and they start to do something nice to you or start to learn their love language. And it's through communication. Hey, I'm trying to put in the work to understand your love language and not say, can you please learn mine? It's just waiting for that because once they do feel like their cup's being filled, um, you know, they'll start to put in the work as well and want to, you know, make you happy, of course. Hey. 100%. If someone's being nice to you, it's really hard to not be nice back and Absolutely. ask, like, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think I'm just really intrigued with one thing. Um, has, I know you guys started from the beginning, um, you know, identifying each other's love languages, but has there have there been times where you kind of forgot and slipped into your, you know, your natural ways and showed love where it was not received as that and you kind of get quite frustrated with each other a little bit? I think... We both have um, – both of our love language is physical touch. But if I'm coming home from work and I absolutely need these cuddles but I might need a minute on my own like a, like or, or some, some time on my own. But poor Matt, he works from home and he's alone and I'm with people actually having this conversation. He needs me to be close with him where I'm like, I've been around people all day. I just need a minute. Yeah. I think those times sort of clash. But it's that emotional awareness and emotional intelligence that we need to grow and develop for each other and have that empathy of, oh, okay, um, you know, my partner needs, you know, a couple of minutes and then, you know, and communicating our needs. But absolutely there'd be times where we're falling into that. Um, when we do get stressed, I think that's a really important thing that will come up is when we are stressed, we actually don't have the capacity to um you know be available or be, or be present and be in the moment and i think sometimes we get caught and we might slip into old ways and not even want to communicate and we all know that sometimes we might say things that we don't mean and, and things like that but i think it is all about that repair and and going back to when we are in a calm state and if our loved ones can give us that time and um that reassurance that hey it, it's okay and then using that love language to come back together again so if that was words of affirmation or physical touch um, you know, use that um, and just expand on that a little bit more. I think when you are in conflict or in stress or in a stressful situation, learning to know our love, our you know, our partner's love languages is a really useful tool to help de-escalate situations or to resolve conflict. Um, what that's are your thoughts true. about that? Yeah, no, that's very very true. Um, I remember when I was still living back in Richmond, I was living apart from Pat, and I just moved into this new apartment, which was close to work. Mm-hmm. So he was helping me move everything. He was wonderful. He took like um, he had to drive so far to help me move things, mm-hmm. and then back and forth from my old place, I had so much 
junk. Yeah. <laughs> it was so many trips as well, and we were all tired, and he had to drive back again about, about an hour and a bit to get home on a Sunday night. He was so tired, and, and by midweek, I was feeling lonely, and I was feeling like we hadn't spent any time together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when in reality, we spent the entire weekend physically together, but for me, I felt we hadn't spent any quality time yes. together. So Pat kind of like lost his shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just like, what do you want? You know, mm-hmm. like I've done all of these things for you. And I kept telling him, I remember, say that I don't care about these things. I'm more than happy to organize that myself to sort that out. Um, I just want to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could understand. And we kind of just like blew up at each other. Be like, you don't understand. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that got thrown around. And after... Um, really refreshing um, the five love languages. Mm-hmm. It's important to us both. We did realize, like, all right, I can see why you would feel like we didn't spend any time. And because acts of service was Pat's love language, I could see that that was him showing me that he really loved me. And me saying yes. that that didn't mean anything mm-hmm. was really like a massive rejection. Of course. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, the poor thing. I never meant, and I, I apologize. I mean, oh, I never meant to hurt you like that. Yeah. It's just, yeah, like you said, like my parents growing up, my dad always gave gave us things and like did things for us. But my way of receiving love was quality time. Yeah. And so I almost like resented that. You know, I, wow. I felt like I never want to be the ex. Um, to have to do the access service because mm-hmm. I saw that as like my mom where mm-hmm. she did everything for my dad and like he was kind of just never happy. Yeah. So I told myself in my heart, I'm like, I'm never going to be that. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be the housewife, uh, the housewife who gets um, prepares everything, make mm-hmm. sure everything is prim and proper, mm-hmm. and then at the end of day, risk not being appreciated. So when he did yeah. that for me, I was like, and what? Yeah, that's it's interesting you say that because often the way that we want to receive love is the way that we think or assume our loved ones or people around us receive love um, if we haven't done that work on the love languages. Um, and it, it's it's just common. I think all of us do do it from time to time. Like, for instance, I like doing things for Matt in terms of acts of service, mm-hmm. but so, there you go. That might be one. I, like I said before, <laughs> we, I, I would really like to revisit um the love languages test, which you guys can find online at um, Dr. Gary Chapman's uh, website, which we can um, somehow attach a, a link to, which would be really cool. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, so I like to do really like I like to do the meal prep. I like to clean things and um, you know do nice things for Matt. But sometimes I just expect that to to happen as well. Um, right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. and. Um, yeah, so, and I think Matt tries to, um, he likes to really help out or he always feels like, a, like he's like, oh, do you want me to help or not? I'm like, no, 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 because I actually like doing that for, for you. So I think it's really important that um, we do communicate our love language and we don't assume our, that the way that we receive love is the way that our, our loved ones receive love mm-hmm. also because that's where we will. We'll get into situations where we're just not speaking, you know, our, our love language and, and we will start to clash. So really important oh, actually not thinking thinking about i think i've just like messed up um 
messed up the order. I think pets, we went over this just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's, no, that doesn't sound right in my head. You know how you say things and you kind of think back and like, what did I say? I'm yeah, like, yeah. Mm, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. I think pets love language he's mentioned was um, quality time and um, acts of service. Quality time and acts of service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. then also, he also told me that but I was trying to do the dishes, I was trying to do the washing, but because he's such a clean person, mm. <laughs> he does everything before me. Yes. And I kind of like just broke down um, the other day and said, like, I feel like I'm failing at loving you. I can't do anything to show you how I love you because the mm. house is just so clean and proper. He sh- and he just pulled me up on it and said that um, it might be acts of service, but I don't see doing the dishes and cleaning the house as part of acts of service. He's like... I really love it when you take time to plan dates for us. Okay, yeah. Um, or when you've, you know, prioritized um, quality time and you've planned for it. Mm-hmm. You know, made arrangements, um, asked if you could pick me up so we can save time. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole new learning curve for me as well. I was just like, ah. Yeah. Even within the love language, that's like, that's so much more to learn. And there really is, it's important that you did bring that up, Laura, because we need to look outside the box sometimes. Like, for instance, physical touch doesn't always just mean cuddling and, and sex and that sort of thing. I love a massage. I'd love it if, oh, you know, Matt yes, would please. spontaneously <laughs> give me a massage for half an hour. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, those sort of things, that would fill my cup up, and he knows that too. Um, or he'll randomly, like, we'll be laying on the couch and, you know, he'll rub my feet and things like that. Um, and going back to... Um, gifts that's not going to buy it's not if, if someone's love language is uh, is receiving gifts it's not it's not necessarily going to buy the most expensive ring or you know necklace or piece of jewelry it could be that it's the thought around it as well so going to your backyard and picking a flower just for the thought like that would really lift someone's cup up lift someone's cup up fill someone's cup up <laughs> um do you know what I mean? So it's, it's really looking outside the box and, and acts of service. It could be something completely out of the blue. And like I mentioned at the start, um, you know, we've got, oh, we've all got lists of things to do. And, you know, if that's sitting there and your partner, whilst you're at work, they had the day off, I don't know, something like that. And they were able to check those things off, like how much that would fill someone up and, and you know, how relaxed and, you know, wow, I've got the whole day back, you know, just because someone did something like that. So it's really looking outside the box. Um, but that probably um, brings us to the end, Laura. I think we've covered a lot. Like there's so many things that we could go on for ages about, um, but I think we definitely covered the base, um, the basics, and, and definitely expanded on a lot of um, of the love languages and, and our experiences. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add, Laura, or any any um, final words before we wrap up? I think the book's just really worth a read. Like Absolutely. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think just even walking away from it uh, with the question of how do I feel love and mm-hmm. how do I actually show up mm-hmm. um, and give love mm-hmm. is, is just one of the most, like, invaluable things that you could – awareness that you can have because mm-hmm. you could do so much with it because now it's like, ah. Oh, this is like a skill, this is a tool that I have, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's so much easier to teach someone or guide someone how to love you, mm-hmm. yeah, um, when someone, you know, doesn't, just because someone's showing you the wrong, wrong ways doesn't mean that they don't love you, they that's just don't right. know how to, they could be trying their absolute best, that's exactly and, and right. that's not, I don't think that's a, that's a, 
good reason for a relationship to fall apart, really. That's right. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's really looking at all of your relationships and thinking about how can you embed the love languages into all areas of your life because it is not just with our love love uh, our loved ones the love languages can can definitely go to our family our friends our our co-workers so really taking the time to think about that um and talk about it more ask people what they think their love language is um, because we all want to feel loved it's just you know how we communicate that and, and express that so yeah oh this was a really great um discussion today laura i didn't realize that we we went on for so long um but thank you so much everyone for tuning in if you do have any questions or um comments or feedback please feel free to reach out to us um like share it on your social media um and we look forward to seeing you next week thanks guys bye